Hi, everyone. This is Meredith Root, and welcome to the Afternoon Snack Podcast, brought to you by Tactic Nutrition. Hi, I'm Alex Parker, owner of Tactic Nutrition, former lawyer, CrossFit Games athlete, turned health and fitness geek. I'm also into health and nutrition, a more recent CrossFit Games athlete, co-owner of Tactic Nutrition, and former engineer. We are here to have fun, engaging conversation about some of our favorite topics, including nutrition, health, coaching, motivation, and of course, CrossFit. Our goal is to give you something to think and talk about and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Good afternoon. Hey. Alex. Meredith. It's uh, it's like raining ash outside. Yeah. It's smoky. Yeah. Western Canada is basically on fire there's uh there was that one there's one fire that started up just outside of canmore on friday and we were actually like we were on we were on top of a mountain mountain biking and like kind of saw the very beginning of that fire start which was which was pretty wild um but i think that's where all the ash is coming from like i don't think this is coming from bc my eyes are so aggravated like I didn't think one of the the perks of living in Calgary as someone who grew up on the East Coast with horrible pollen allergies is that there's just not that much here to be allergic to. Like things don't seasonally bloom. So I just I don't deal with with allergies like I used to on the East Coast. But man, like this smoke is just bringing back like I think like allergy PTSD. My throat is like itchy my eyes are itchy i'm like i'm just like totally clogged up in my head poor thing i appreciate your sympathy i do i do hate the smoke i do but at the same time i just think wow i'm i'm glad i don't live in an area and i do feel bad for the people who live in areas where they're like on evacuation notice or having to evacuate or their houses are burning down it's just like yeah like imagine you have like i can't even imagine that like a you have a big tupperware with all your important things in it and like a go bag and when you get the call you just have to get your stuff and your animals and like you leave and you hope that you know when you get back there your Mm -hmm. house is is still there that's sad pretty crazy so yeah it could definitely be worse i've had this conversation with a few people today yeah like as irritating as this is literally it's irritating my head um there's nothing on fire around us yeah like you know it's not good to exercise when it's like smoky like this and i'm like okay if i have to like switch around my runs this week it's not the biggest deal because as much as i hate to do that it's kind of like could be worse yeah 100 percent um so speaking of running we're how many days out are we from the chicago marathon well it's october 10th so one month 24 days yeah it's like 54 days yeah but first can i tell a story okay okay i i feel like this is so necessary to bring up to our listeners after canada beat the u.s and then went on to win the gold medal at the olympics the canadian women's soccer team after like it was like the week after (laughs) meredith had before the soccer before the olympics started she had ordered a bunch of these like u.s women's national team shirts i ordered two and a jersey yeah three and they all kind of like came in the day <laughs> okay well the jersey <laughs> or came two in. after 
we like they lost the jersey came in the day that the u.s lost <laughs> just like in the afternoon i was like oh cool thank you um yeah and then one of the shirts like classic canada post like you know i order it and it's like hey it's it's like a 10-day delivery perfect and then as soon as it gets to the border and canada post take it's like they they knew what it was and they're like nah we're just gonna the best part is like it arrived and meredith put it on immediately i did i love it i will wear it proudly i um i have this friend i used to ski race with her and she's now engaged to the to steph labe who basically won the she game won for the Canada. <laughs> she's she was the goalie anyways i said if we ever hang out with them again i uh i want meredith to wear one of her <laughs> u.s versus the world it's a good shirt just to see if they say anything <laughs> um yeah i hope uh that would be kind of funny mm-hmm. but anyways i hope they have a good sense of humor enough about you <laughs> enough about me okay everyone knows yeah so okay so um so okay so um (laughs) (laughs) sorry like i was on i was i had a train of thought and then you told that story it was actually a pretty just to go back to soccer because i love soccer um it was a pretty exciting final game like it came down it was a double shootout um the best part was, I don't know if you remember, we were watching the like the beginning of the Olympic coverage on CBC, which is Canadian Broadcasting Company. And like in typical Canadian fashion, the broadcasters are like, you know, I think Canada's got a really good shot for the bronze this year. And I just kind of laughed. I was like, way to like, way to set your, your sights high, the bronze. Wow. It's so Canadian. It is. It's like, oh, sorry, we took your goal. Better to do that and win than be like the U.S. being like, we got this. I don't think they ever thought they had it. I just think that people put a lot of pressure on them. And Probably. the assumption was made. But, you know, they're busy fighting for equal pay. They had a lot on their plate. So, anywho. Okay, so, um, so, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> can't stop doing it i okay. can't stop doing it we're 54 days out from the chicago marathon which um alex oh. is doing yep. i'm not doing <clears throat> how's fundraising going it's going amazingly well i set my i set my target fundraising goal at 10 grand and who I, are you fundraising for uh leukemia and lymphoma society through team and training and i've already hit that goal i hit that goal this weekend I put up a post uh, story the other day, Saturday morning after my run. And it was this weekend was the anniversary, the 10 year anniversary of my sister's death. So I just posted about my run and about what I'm doing just to remind people. And quite a few people donated and sent me really great notes. And I have a lot of support and people are definitely aware and excited to see what happens and to be, to, to, yeah, to, to sponsor me and stuff. So A lot of love. Yeah, it's really cool. So I've upped, I've increased my goal now to 12,500. Nice. In my head, I kind of want to hit 15. We'll see. I think you'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And like you've been posting a lot about your running on Instagram and like stories with your paces. Do people like, I know a lot of our followers and your followers are American too. So there's a bit of math, but do people ever reach out and they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're amazing. You're really fast. 
Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. I think people are a little bit surprised. So just so people know, what is your goal, time and pace for the marathon? So my original goal was 3.30, sub 3.30, three hours, 30 minutes, which I think is doable because that's a sub five kilometer minute per kilometer pace, which is around a eight minute mile, 7.55. Yeah, I should bring up my, the, the chart. Um, but since training has been going so well, I've actually reduced my or sped up my goal marathon pace. Right now, I'm running my marathon pace runs at between 4.45 and 4.50 per kilometer. So that is a 7.40, seven minute, 40 second mile, give or take five seconds. Yeah. So that'll bring me in below three hours, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. Right now, like I'm, I'm building up in distance at my goal marathon pace um about a month back I had built up to 32 kilometers at like a slower pace like 505 to 515 per kilometer pace so like a moderate pace for me so now I'm I've I'm now building up at a faster pace like rebuilding up yeah um to get a feel for how that's going to go and I think I end up building my coach said probably between 32 to 34 kilometers will be my longest. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you kind of, you build up and you stop knowing that like, if I had to, I could do it, Yeah, but it would hurt. And obviously it's going to hurt and I'm prepared for that. It's kind of an interesting design because most people are probably familiar with, uh, marathon training programs where you, you build up in kind of running volume and intensity, I guess, more of the volume only one time. Mm-hmm. So you peak once and then you run. Yeah. Um, and that's what usually three to four months of preparation. For yeah. People. 12 to 14, 12 to 16 weeks. And that's what I did with my first marathon back in 2012. Um, and I think you end up building up to like 30 or 32 kilometers. Yeah. It's still a lot. 20 miles or so, 22 miles. Yeah. But this, like, I'm not just running to, to finish. Like I have a really specific, like, goal time and it's not going to be easy um for me like it's it's going to be a challenging time and just out of curiosity what is the qualifying time for boston 3 30 it is 3 30 i think so yeah what about new york new york is is faster okay and i was wondering why i have to look into that more but i believe it's it might be because it's maybe more popular and Mm -hmm. so they're I, I, I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not trying to qualify for anything else, but 3.30, I just thought would be a challenging pace for me to yeah. strive for. If I'm going to do a marathon, I might as well see what I can do. I mean, yeah, that's, kinda, that's, um, I mean, I'm not going to shoot for a time where I'm like potentially could DNF. Yeah. I'm going to run like 2.45. Like you have to be reasonable, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at qualifying times. Yeah, the half the half qualifying time for New York is 132. That's fast that's for female? Yeah, for 18 to 34. Wow. Yeah, that's really fast. Um, that's weird. I thought 
New York was kind of a little bit more inclusive. I didn't realize yeah. they had, maybe it's, maybe just for this year. Maybe. If they're like maybe reducing the number of entries. Three hours, 13 minutes. For a for female. The f- for the full, for 18 to 34 <sighs> female. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Maybe one day. I mean, like, you never know. Do Boston to qualify for New York. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so today I wanted to talk about, I actually have a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions because I obviously used to do CrossFit pretty competitively. And you did most, it was recent, a recent transition. (laughs) People know this, but on my Instagram, I've really only been posting my runs on my watch. Um, and I'm sure people know that I'm still training. I post a thing here or there, but there are people asking like, well, what are you doing? And even my coach was like, you should do a podcast on how you're training for running with CrossFit. And my goal isn't to compete in CrossFit right now. So it's, you know, it's a little bit easier to forego some of the heavier training for running, but I still want to be strong and I, I still want to be able to do things in the gym. So I figured I would get on here and tell a little bit of my history of how I got into running and how training and running have kind of coexisted to some degree leading up to this point. So the last, I guess, almost uh, 10 or 11 years and then dive into a little bit what my training looks like now and um, just talk a little bit about my body weight, how that's been affected by running, what my body, how my body has changed, if at all. And then, um, just a little bit about my inspiration. What is the first running race that you recall doing? Grave, grade three. I did. Okay. Like I actually, I know this wasn't the, the question you're asking me, but it was in grade school. And my dad was a big runner. He he was running like a sub 230 marathon at some point, around 230. And I remember it was like maybe a one kilometer race. This is in grade school. So like between grade three and grade six around the soccer field. A 1K for a like... It may have been... I don't even remember the distance, but it wasn't very long. Yeah. May have been 3K. It was like long 15 for a minutes. kid. My dad said, and I, it was, I don't know if it was like at a birthday party. It was at the school grounds. And he was like, don't go out too hard. Like pace yourself. <laughs> like if you'll catch the kids at the end. Like if you go out too hard, you'll burn out and you won't make it. Like go out a little bit slower than you think and then like speed up through the race. I ended up winning the race. <laughs> that was great <laughs> advice. Yeah. Even as a kid. I wish, I, I think crossfitters could really benefit from this advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) i learned he taught me early yeah um slow and steady yeah turtle mode (laughs) fast enough but not too fast yeah it's a fine balance um but anyways my first like organized road race i was just to be clear i was actually asking about the first time you recall running okay like in a any like in a competitive so i was asking about the third grade okay so then we would always do um the mother's day 5k in calgary did you let your mom win i don't think so i think i was ran with my dad and my mom ran with my sister and by that i think my mom like had to carry my sister i probably was running i'm not exactly sure but they used to give us these mother's day and if you're from calgary you've for sure seen these but there's like photos of us and their shirts are just like down to our ankles. 
the you know the race day shirts you get oh, yeah. at the bib pickup um and i remember like it was always exciting we'd go down in the morning it would be really early and you'd always pin the bibs onto your shirt and that you was always have fun. A, like a race belt as a child no okay interesting i don't think runners really use race belts i'm just kidding okay good one <laughs> i'm just here for the jokes yeah there. you're really killing it <laughs> I'm, I'm here for color okay, okay. and then i did the i did it like the mother's day 10k i think a couple times at least once and yeah so i guess i was doing it i've been doing it for longer than 10 years well i was gonna say like you're you come from kind of a running family mm -hmm. like it's i mean you guys did a bunch of sports skiing and um literally every other sport but you have a kind of a rich running history so i think i wanted to make sure that you talked about that before you got into your your more competitive endeavors yeah i also used to do the uh, two years in a row i think i did the k100 kananaskis 100 so i think it's 100 miles from out near nakiska i know it starts like way out and you end at the nakiska ski hill and there's like 10 different legs and they're all about like 12 to 15 kilometers so you're running west or you're running east back towards calgary yeah from banff it, past banff no you don't go out to banff i don't think oh okay you're running like i don't know like on the ice fields park south to north i think south to north like if you if you turn off highway one to nakiska to kananaskis yep and you keep going oh right okay so you're running the other way back yes. towards so yes got it so we I, i've done that a couple times with my dad um yeah i guess i've been doing this for a while you have yeah but my first like half marathon distance was in 2010 when my sister convinced me to do it where was that one it was in calgary it was the calgary stampede half marathon was it during stampede it was it was july 2010 um my dad i think my dad ran it he definitely did my sister ran it and then we convinced my mom to run it as well of course um she's done a couple marathons so she's well versed in running but my goal was sub two hours on a half on a half and i did it i think i was like 156 and my sister was like way ahead and she like at the finish line she was like sprint <laughs> i was like no no like not, that was hard like end. finishing that half was tough yeah um yeah that was and so that i we still have a picture of us for i was wearing this super old tie-dye like pink shirt <laughs> um and funny enough 2010 was also my very first crossfit class okay i was reading a runner's world magazine and in the back they have coupons i don't know if they still do but they used to and one of the coupons was for crossfit calgary and it was like two for one so i convinced my sister to come with me and first off we got lost on the way there so we were a little bit late and like i hate being late so i'm sure we were yelling at each other on the way i'm surprised you even went in the building to be honest i i think i made her like go in first and like call ahead and organize everything because right. you know how i hate i have phone phobia yes um so the workout was 21 59 pull-ups and wall balls pull-ups and wall balls yeah. that's a nice workout yeah if you've done crossfit before yeah so my sister and i of course we have to use bands it was like <laughs> This was in 2010, so it was like, you know, 
some CrossFit gyms don't use bands for kipping pull-ups anymore, but they for sure did back then. Oh, there was, you could band for pull-ups. You could band for kipping ring dips. Yeah. I was banded up. Like we both, cause like, do you have like a thick band? I'm pretty, like I had multiple band. bands. <laughs> <laughs> so did my sister. Yeah. And I remember thinking like there were, so I think we went to like the 9am class. It was like the mid morning class and there were like 40 year old women. A soccer mom class. And I was like, how the hell? Like I'm an athlete. Yeah, I'm an like, athlete. I've like been fresh off of NCAA skiing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm right. I'm like in university. Oh, right. You're, you're so I'm, so yeah. Like, and I've been training my whole life. Like, and these 40 year old. So what if I binge moms beers <laughs> on the weekend are, are like pumping out like sets of pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like these dorks who've never crossfitted before whatever probably wearing running shoes and running shorts yeah and my sister was pissed didn't even have i finished like way ahead of her and like everyone was kind of cheering her on and at one point i was like let's go evan and she just looks at me and she's like don't cheer for me or something she was mad and then the next day we went to we were flying to vegas with my parents to go watch an mma fight and both of us couldn't extend our arms oh of course not like 45 banded kipping pull-ups and our biceps were ripped to shreds <laughs> i'm pretty sure like my hands were hurting from grip were your, your biceps were a little like rabdus yeah <laughs> definitely a little rabdus <laughs> i just made that adjective up uh i think our legs were sore too yeah from 45 wall walls yeah so that was so m- safe to say like both of us did not return to crossfit after that <laughs> it's um, stupid. i hate it <laughs> and and then i i refound crossfit in 2013 refound refound it rediscovered okay um, got it i i wanted to do a spartan race my cousin out in ottawa was like come do a spartan race with me and i'm like okay how do i win this thing and um <laughs> well you gotta be able to climb a rope yep you gotta be story. able to throw a spear so i'm like how do you climb a rope so then i went to this crossfit gym yeah and i brought my f- gymnast friend she was in university on the gymnastics team so again like somebody who can just rip rip out like 20 pull-ups in a row and i'm like and like climb up through oh, can legs. everybody do this and i can't oh, yeah um but throughout those three years i was still running a ton like i was still running all throughout like university a bit um i just hadn't really signed up for any other races and then graduated from from university and this was my sister passed away in between my junior and senior year and then that's when I signed up for the San Francisco Marathon. So that ended up happening in October 2012. Did that with my parents. My dad and I finished in like 326 and change. That's your that's your best. Yeah. What's well, your only? Best and only marathon. And I think I told the story about that one. Yeah. My goal was sub four, but. Then decided at the last minute that you were just going to shave off 30 minutes. Yeah. Plus. But I had no idea how fast I was doing my training because we just had a Timex. Yeah, and that's like that's kind of that thing when you follow the the training program that just it was all distance. Yeah. It was all distance. So you don't really it's like a would you like to complete a marathon training program. Um and I was just doing yeah, classes for CrossFit then. Just kinda like sprinkling them in. Yeah. I was we were also doing a lot of hot yoga and golfing. Basically in order for my family and I to like grieve or cope we like didn't really and we just did all of the things to keep ourselves active that's like a that's common that's like a thing yeah we'll use 
I we I think exercise. we were all addicted to exercise. Yeah. It was definitely an outlet. So like training for a marathon was a really good option. If you just tire yourself out, you can't <laughs> you feel can. your feelings. <laughs> I laugh, but that's really that's the case. Oh, I know. I remember we would go for like long runs in the morning on Saturday and then play like 18 holes of golf walking, like not even with a cart. Yeah. Um and that was and we would oh hot yoga, like it was crazy. But anyway, um fun times okay and i made a mistake i was not doing crossfit until 2013 so i wasn't doing crossfit during san francisco i must have been doing i was mainly running and doing hot yoga and stuff with my parents so then i found crossfit 2013 um and when you say found crossfit you mean like and i think anyone who started in crossfit started doing crossfit around 2013 like you found crossfit classes yeah you're not talking about like this is not competitive. This is just like going to a CrossFit gym and doing a wad. Yeah. There was a fire breathers class on Sunday at 6 p.m., which was like the more competitive people. And they at the gym, they're like, you should come. And I, I was so shy and just like not interested and ended up going and like couldn't do anything. I like couldn't do pistols, couldn't do handstand pushups. And so I remember like basically learning that stuff in this like with these elite, more elite people. And I got good pretty quick though. That helped. Yeah. And then ended up going team for regionals in 2013. And we missed qualifying for the games by one spot. Dang. Yeah. But still running. I was basically doing CrossFit in the morning and then running right after. Yeah. And then either going to yoga or playing soccer in the evening. So still exercising a ton. Yeah. (laughs) And I had taken a year off after law school or after university before law school. So I was basically just 2012 to to 2013 was just like, I was just not really doing much. Fun summer. Yeah. Yeah. Fun year. Fun year. Um, And I was like applying to law school and writing my LSATs and things. Um, And then law school started and I was still running every morning. I would run like five miles every morning. And just so people know, you did law, you went to law school in Edmonton. Yeah. Which is three hours directly north of Calgary. Yeah. And running in the wintertime in Edmonton. Can you like describe that for us? Yeah. So it's pretty snowy and pretty cold up there. It gets colder in Edmonton usually than it does in Calgary. Yeah. And I would run. I would run Monday to Thursday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings. I would get up at 5, 5.30 and run from like 6 to 7, come home, shower, and then go to class at 8.30. And I would do that every day. And then Friday, I either only had one class or no classes. So I would train two times a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then I would train in the evenings. I would either I was still going to CrossFit classes then. Yeah. And then quickly found after the 2014 regionals started with Mike at OPT. So then he was programming for me. Mike Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I didn't really tell Mike that I was running as much as I was. Did you ever lie about it? Or I don't, was think, it I, like a I don't think I straight up lied. I just don't know if he knew I was doing it yeah. to the g- degree that I was. So like even so how many kilometers of like a week? Probably forty. No, thirty five to forty. Okay. 
And then sometimes I would run like Sunday night if I was bored or something. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do when I'm bored mm-hmm. too. So, um, but yeah, it was just like, it was a lot of running. And then I obviously wasn't sleeping as much because of school and just getting up super early. What's like, how much sleep, if you had to guess? Probably seven. Okay. Seven so it's not like no five. No, I don't think I could function on five. Yeah. I mean, I can't function on seven now, but you know, neither can to I be young. <laughs> like back then somehow I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the summer of 2014, I started with Mike. It was up until then I cherry picked all of my workouts. <laughs> I never did. Um, so the way that CrossFit HQ programs was how CrossFit Calgary and like even the, a couple of the gyms that I would go to in Edmonton, they would program like deadlift five, 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 five. Like that was okay, the, well, that was the wad five by five deadlift. And I need to nap for the rest of the Yeah, day. I know, but, but whatever, you know, that is how they program. Yeah. Snatch like one, 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 mm-hmm. one, one. Yeah. And I would see that and I'm like, I'm not going to that. That's not a workout, hmm. but I would go if it was like Helen or, you know, a 20 minute long workout. Eva, mm-hmm. Nancy, mm-hmm. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. um so obviously never got strong and then when I started with Mike we started doing a lot more strength training Mm -hmm. like like very progressive squatting front squatting way more lifting um and just like more volume in general because CrossFit classes just aren't that much volume yeah um and then in 2015 I made the games you did I feel like you skipped over a little bit there like you went, you're like, I started with Mike and then I made the games. It, But actually, I started with Mike in the summer of 2014. Yeah. Was with him for like a year and a half. Yeah. And what then was I, your snatch I, I got in to the 2014 games. at regionals? 125. What was your snatch in 2015 at regionals? 158. That's a pretty big improvement in one year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that was a lot. Even with all the running you were doing, that's pretty massive. And mm-hmm. like, I've seen both of those snatches. It's not like the technique improved. No offense. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they're both awful, but I, I would catch and like, I don't know who I'm fooling here. I still do. I catch and I like, I look up to the sky. Like that is literally <laughs> like, I would like to put this bar over my head and then completely disengage my shoulders. I'm going to look up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was both lifts. So you just got really strong at, in a bad position. And I wasn't that strong, but I was just way stronger. I mean, like 158 in 2015 is not like, I mean, I know that sounds now like it's, oh, that's nothing. But like that was like a, that was a pretty decent snatch. I remember in 2015, like with, like with the exception of the handful of girls who were snatching like 190 to 200, which they were like, I think there were two people who snatched over 200 in 2015 at regionals. Um, like a 170 to 175 was like, yeah, wow. That's a big lift. 158 was a PR for me on that day. Yeah. I think I was trying to hit 150 or 155. And you misloaded. And I misloaded. So that was like pure luck. What got me into regionals was the fact that Randy was programmed, which is a super light workout. A ton of rope climbs and thrusters at a light weight. It was like 65 pounds, Tommy V. And then that like super long chipper with the running overhead squats double unders box jumps the one that sean woodland woodland called mm-hmm. at the end i ended like up winning really that one call. and that got me in i got fifth place at regionals yeah just squeaked in yep it was so close the last event was the muscle up clean ladder 
and I almost didn't squat clean the last rep. Well, and you bobbled, you jumped up to the rings and like batted one of the rings. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. But I squeaked in and I remember thinking like, I am not prepared for the CrossFit games, <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. I, like I didn't really have a goal of, of getting to the CrossFit games in that, at that point of time. No, I just, I, I literally just loved training, loved working out, loved competing. And I would go into regionals 2013, 14, 15, just giving her my all. Yeah. I had nothing to lose and I just did my best in each event. I think I remember, that's kind of the, the key to success generally. So when it's like you detach yourself from what the outcome is going to be. And it's like, I just want to meet, you know, whatever my potential is on the day. Yeah. CrossFit's changed a lot. Like in 2015, um, my coach, Mike, his mom was dealing with some health issues. And so he wasn't there at regionals. And I had, I had some friends like, um, to hang out with and stuff. But in the back, like I didn't have anybody. I was just, and I would go and watch the events with my parents in the stands, like in, you know, in between. Yeah. Like there was no, it wasn't like it is now at no. regionals or semis where everyone is super intense. And everybody like, has like their coach and their special warm up. Yeah, and like totally. And I would, I would have like the breakfast at the, the continental <laughs> breakfast, like, you know, yeah. I just wasn't what it is today. It was just so chill. Just drinking whatever water bottles like <laughs> back there. Like, I don't really, I don't care what's in this. I'm pretty sure I was eating like just peanut butter and jam sandwiches the entire time. Yeah. I was like, this is fine. I just love working out. <laughs> pretty I'm much. so happy to be here. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I remember when CrossFit became way less chill and it was in 2016. It was like the year after. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, that was, yeah. And then the games was awesome. I trained a lot for that and had the best time ever. And again, like I remember, um, Michelle Latondra? Latondra was telling me in 2015, we were walking to one of the events. She was like, if I have one piece of advice for a rookie, it's not to take, to enjoy it. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't put pressure on yourself. Like, enjoy the experience because my first games I can't remember when that was for her she explained that she was so stressed and had put so much pressure on herself she didn't have fun at all and really regrets that and I I can happily say like that did not happen to me I had the best time ever it was just so great I mean of course I was there to perform and I did my absolute best but like if I had a bad event I would move on from it and like do my best in the next event yeah and like there were events out there that I was horrible at yeah but like and I, I just wasn't and like in the moment there was a, some embarrassment like I don't belong here but like if you live into that it is it is not going to be fun yeah but everyone at the game struggles with something especially back then yeah and if you're in the back like if you're in the probably going to be in the bottom 50 percent like there's probably going to be an event where you're very close to finishing last. Mm -hmm. You just have to like be okay with the fact that that's going to come up Yeah, and shake it off when it happens. Um, but this is how crazy I used to be with exercise. I, I went for a run like the night before the games started like that day. When oh, didn't you run the day after? I the also games? ran the day after the games. I was so sore. I could barely, I was hobbling, but I went for a run. Did I didn't like, take days off back then. Did you disguise yourself so that people wouldn't see you running? I think like, I like I snuck out of the hotel and pretended I was maybe going for a walk or something because it was like I don't want people to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we when I first met you, 
I don't remember what your exercise days in a row streak was, but it was like, it was several hundred. Mm -hmm. It was like over a year at least. I I rarely took a full rest day. And I could, to some extent, get away with that because I was so accustomed to running that going for a five mile run was really a recovery. But I never took a full rest day. Yeah. And that was something I learned after I met you. That you have to take rest days. I mean, I remember when we started spending time together both here and then when you would come to North Carolina, like I I cherish my rest <laughs> days and I have for a long time. I mean, there was a period of time where I, I think I was just making tons of progress and it's like everybody. I think, you know, I worked out like 21 days in a row or something stupid. Um, but for the most part, like I look, I've always looked forward to days off and just because they feel good. And then I meet you and it's like, Kate, I'm going to go for a run. Do you want to go? And I was like, of course, like, you know, I had just met you. So I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll go for a run. And I remember the first run we went on was in Miami when we were there for. It was the day after Wadapalooza. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this person? <laughs> like, we just finished a competition. Why are we running through Brickle? But here we go. And. But that was like every, every week, the two days that I would, I would want to rest. You're like, no, we're going to go for a run. I'm like, this is mad. But then how long into the, so we, you did that for a long time. And when we first started dating, when I would come visit here, you remember when you, when you stopped doing that? So it, in 2016, I finished law school. And I said, I want to take a year off between law school and starting my articles to try to make it back to the games. Because I really had the best experience in 2015. I thought, you know what? If I can take a year and try to do it again, why not? You know, like I have a a career that is about to start and it's going to be intense. And if I have an opportunity to do something that's really fun for a year, then I'll do it. And at that time, like I had sponsors um, starting starting up I had a supplement sponsorship that was paying me money I had a RX Smart Gear was sponsoring me so I was like I was making like enough money and I still wanted to move out of my parents house at that point because I was finished law school and I had enough money to do that um so in 2016 I was like okay I'm gonna I, I really want to focus on CrossFit so that's when I stopped running like the Monday to Thursday every morning and only ran on my rest days so wait I don't think I knew this you were running up until like 2016 games. 2015. 2015. You were running every single morning. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. That was all through law school. I did that. So what about 20, the season of 2016? That's after? when I, st- I only was running on my rest days. I started doing more double days, I think. Okay. Got it. Carry on. Um, and then I stopped running on my rest days and... <laughs> I don't know like was it 2017 I was I after started, the it was after 2017 regionals because I was still running on my rest days while I was working at the law firm yeah so I want to say it was the 2018 season yeah potentially I started actually taking rest days well I think that's when I moved here that's when Jordan moved here and like that was when I was literally just dying trying to maintain like my fitness training and like doing my job 
well, you're training with two people who have like who not that I wasn't really training full time back then, but I had a lot of time to do it. And Jordan also had a lot of time to do it. And like I was quite a bit stronger back then. Jordan's always been really strong. So I think you just kind of saw like, shoot, like if you want to progress, you have to get rid of the running. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I was still, I was on the weaker side, but I could get away with, you know, only being able to squat clean, like two Oh five or whatever it was back then, because girls weren't squat cleaning like two thirty five, two forty five. Like not mm-hmm. everyone could do that, and not that many other girls were that good at the stuff I was good at. But then like things got really competitive, and the way that the regionals switched up, and we were now competing for five spots in, in Canada West region, and then we were also competing against California at regionals like it just got really intense yeah and like I just I physically and mentally couldn't manage like the extra workouts while trying to like do this job that was super demanding and train for CrossFit yeah I remember when I started working as an articling student I told my coach like I'm done competing with CrossFit I need to focus on my career now and I only want to do one session a day. And I would train. I trained at like between <laughs> 5.45 and like 7.15. And then would go to work for like 8 or 8.30. How long did that last? It was difficult. Because I would see like Meredith and Jordan training all this. And then, you know, there were some days I felt like I could do two sessions. So then I started asking Mike for two sessions. And I was like, I'll squeeze them in. And I would find myself, like I did a lot of erg workouts at home after work. And I wouldn't let myself miss workouts. Like I just, I've never been that person. So I was, there were times where I was doing workouts at like 9 p.m. Like I I did a workout at 11 p.m. once. I was there. In my apartment (laughs) before bed. Yeah. It was insane. It like, it just, that doesn't make sense that I, I just, I know that it probably wasn't making me better at CrossFit, but it's like, it's written down and like, I've committed to trying to do this. I'm just gonna get it done. I mean, it did wonders for our relationship, so (laughs) there's that. Yeah, (laughs) it was really bad. And then by the end, I would like, you know, once I decided I wasn't going to try to keep this job, I was um, taking like a little bit longer lunch breaks. Before that, I wasn't even leaving or stopping work at lunch because I had to do work. But then it was like, I, you know, my workload became a little bit lighter and regionals was coming out, so I would you know, literally run home in my work clothes at lunchtime, do a workout and then run like shower at home and like run back to work. Yeah. And it took like, those was, I don't know how long it was to get to work. Ten, like 10, 12 blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just, that was so stressful. Uh, so during that time, the only running that you were doing was running when it was programmed yeah. as part of your crossfit training yeah and it wasn't like five miles at your own pace it was like you know you're gonna run i think we were on the woodway a lot of the time yeah like air runners air runners training for regionals knowing that that was an implement that might come up yeah and it was very it was designed running like intervals with rest and things like that yeah i was still a good runner then because of all the volume i had done yeah um Geez, that was, that was a tough year. Yeah, it's like crazy thinking back, right? Um, and then I, in 2019, 
I still didn't run. Well, you did. You snuck in a half marathon in there. Somewhere. Yeah. In 2018, I think I, I was, was I, I was still running around that time. <laughs> you had started running after regionals. Like you had added running back in because you were done at the law firm. Um, regionals was over. So you had added running back in. But you had only done it for like literally 10 days. And then the Banff half marathon. Yeah. I was like, Meredith, we're doing this Banff half marathon. It's in a month. And I'm like, it'll be fine. You'll have a couple weeks to get in like some decently long runs to kind of like prepare your body. And she was like, I don't know. And I'm like, it'll be fine. I just signed you up. You're good. And then I was like, hold up. It's next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's not July 12th. It's June 12th. And you were like, I think you just rolled your eyeballs. I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. We'll just do it for fun. It'll be really, really fun. Your arch is going to collapse. Um, <laughs> and like doing it for fun. I think Meredith and my coach thought like doing it for fun meant like just running, just finishing it. And that I'm was like, my interpretation. Doing it for doing anything for fun requires seeing what you can do. Testing your physical limits. Yes. At that moment. <laughs> yeah. Which we found it. Yeah. And I ended up, I don't even know how fast, how I ran it as fast as I did like 134 or something yep and you were 140 i was like 140 even ish yeah and you came through and you were like that was i think yeah you used some explicit language i said f that because also like i didn't realize we were running it fast until and I, it's not that was before i had a garment or anything and for the first seven kilometers i would just like check my timex and was doing the math in my head and i'm like we're running negative splits. We're running negative splits on the first seven kilometers. I was like, how does this end? <laughs> I can't, it's going to get to a point meanwhile, where I can't. Meanwhile, I'm like, I can't ditch this girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was that what you were trying to do? After seven, I was like. I'm like, it's on. We are full on racing and I'm going to beat you. <laughs> yeah. So after seven, I was like, all right. Like, I'm just going to let that go because... I don't know how that ends, but it doesn't end well for me. But then at that point, because I'm psychotic also, uh, I was like, well, I've just run a really fast seven kilometers. I can't not run fast now. You can't waste the first 7K. Like I ran the first 7K and like. I only have 14 more. Under 35 minutes. Like it was like 33 minutes. And I was like, well, I have to see I'll what, see I, what can I can do. do. <laughs> that was bad though, because I hadn't. I mean, I used to, I used to run a bit, but not like you did. Um, and not on the road. Like all of my running to that point had been on like air runners and the road's a different thing. Mm -hmm. And I was wearing like, I don't know if I was wearing good running shoes. I have no idea. My arch did collapse. Like, I don't know if it collapsed. Okay. It, it was, there was something going on with that tendon on the inside of my ankle. And okay. it was like very painful. And then my body was destroyed at the end of it. And then I was, I got the email from CrossFit that was like, oh, by the way, you may have qualified for the game. So keep training really hard. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't train hard. My body is messed up from this half, this half marathon that Alex just made me do. So that was, uh, yeah, that was really, that was a fun. We really ran the shit out of that thing. We did. I'm, that's the one that I'm doing in like less than a month. And yeah. I'm nervous because I'm like. <laughs> Do I have that? Like, I have the you training. You got it. You got but, it. But like, I don't have the night the the naiveness. Of, That's like, true. I don't 
like I didn't have a pace going. I didn't know how fast I was running. I was just running really fast. I was trying to catch people. I just, I think after, between kilometers seven to 21, what was in your head was, I haven't come this far to only come this far. <laughs> Even though you have like two thirds of the race to go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, like, wow. So about that pacing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Mike was like, what the hell? <laughs> what did you do? I thought you guys were having fun. I was like, yeah, we did. And I'm like, no, we did not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. I I'm don't, sorry. I, I just totally this got chronological thing. I'm, I'm really bad at like figuring out all the years just blend together for Well, me. like 2019 but, was like a nothing year. Like, yeah, we didn't compete. It was just like, I, but I still wasn't, wasn't running cause I, I like, we were just training. Yeah. Like I was kind of running, but like not at all. You were still like kind of making improvements with CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. We trained a lot like, and then I, and then I started running more at last summer. Yeah. And you bought me that Garmin watch and I had like paces. Well, yeah. Cause Mike has been like, he posted about his and like, you can kind of see the way that he's starting to program running with paces. So I was like, Okay, her, you can't run with a Timex and have any idea unless you are really good at geographical, like, markers for distance. So I bought you that, a Garmin 235, which is, like, a Forerunner 235, which is a pretty basic, like, entry-level running watch. I remember when I bought it, I was like, dang, this thing's expensive. But I had no idea, like, Garmin watches, you can spend, like, $1,500 on them. But I think I was inspired to start running because Mike was running a ton. Yeah. And I was just like, I kind of want to run. Cause he had run his, the Calgary marathon in, was that, that was 20, was that 2018 or 2019 that he ran that one? 19. 19. Yeah. And then that's kind of when he started doing that. Um, so I was running like a once or twice a week. So would you say that you're, you got your garment and things became serious? <laughs> no, not okay. yet. I think I started... Um, feeling like I maybe wanted to switch more like running after like I injured my shoulder in the last winter and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do the open and then I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do quarterfinals and then I just like started to deal with all these little injuries yeah and so in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I don't know, like my back has been hurting so much, like my shoulder. So I was, I was running a lot more. And so part of me is like, well, maybe I should, you know, just do more running and like take a break from CrossFit. And like, I don't really see where CrossFit's going for me. Like we've talked about all this stuff. Like, is it worth all this gym time? Like, again, like my body hurts. I'm getting older. I'm not really enjoying it as much as I used to. And, um, so as soon as quarterfinals was over, before that, I was thinking maybe I'd run a half marathon. Um, and then I was like, no, I'm just going to do a marathon. Yeah, I feel like you went from exploring the half marathon to I'm doing the full marathon really quickly. Mm -hmm. Which it was is right cool. after quarterfinals. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. I got, like I've, I've said this on the podcast before. I just needed something to like get me away from like having one foot in the door For of CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. I was like, I really just need something to like get me out to like see the other side of, you know, to see that if the grass truly is greener on the other side. Yeah. Um, 
and there's like, I know that I, I was watching semifinals and, and I was like, man, I miss that. But then I really like being able to go to the, down to the gym and just enjoying training for like a very like moderate amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah, fewer hours in the gym. It's less intensity. It's less lifting, which never was my favorite. So it's been kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I thought I would talk a little bit because some of the questions I get on my Instagram are like questions about my, my actual training and the training had to change a little bit about two months ago while my, my mileage was increasing on my long runs. Um, I did a 24 kilometer run and like my knee really started hurting at like 16 kilometers and typical me I finished that last eight and it got progressively worse and turns out it was just like um just my quad being really really sore we we were mount oh yeah really tight we were mountain biking quite a bit and then I was still trying to squat a lot and keep up my strength and so I was pretty upset about that because I don't like not being able to run not being able to do my training and talked to Mike about it and ended up dropping down my squatting to one time per week and he basically said like you know you're gonna lose some strength here like I kind of thought that you wanted to maintain your strength and like maintain the squatting volume Um, and I said just do whatever you need to do with my programming to keep me healthy and allow me to improve my running like I want to be I want to be able to squat I want to be able to like train but like if it means squatting less squatting lighter do it yeah like my goal and my priority is to stay healthy for running right now. So now I'm only squatting once a week. And what, like when you do squat, what is, like what kind of volume intensity are you, are we looking at here? It's like, well, right now I'm I'm building up to like a set of overhead squats. Yeah. Um, but you're not doing like a, you're not doing like prescribed percentages. No. And yeah. I'm not doing like three, six sets of three. Um, or like five sets of five, like the volume is pretty low. It might be like, um, start at 155 for a set of five and add five pounds per set, do a set every two minutes. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, the volume and the intensity can only get up so high cause the weights are prescribed, but they're prescribed very low. Yeah. Um, the problem was, was after my knee, I didn't squat for a couple weeks. And then when I did start squatting again, my legs would, they would get so sore. And then I would have to do these long runs. Like in your adductors. Kind yeah. Of area. And my quads, like everything. I would do these long runs. Um, so we had to finagle my schedule a little bit around so that I wasn't squatting a couple days before the most important run of the week. So just, just some like programming, um, specifications that which I think is like it's kind of to be expected with someone like you though like and this is what we've talked about because you're like you are able to to run quite a bit faster I think than most people would be able to run the distances that you're running well I don't think a lot of people training CrossFit could even handle the running volume that you're doing like that's number one number two I think if they could do the volume they're not going to be able to do it as fast as you're doing it and then to add any amount of strength and conditioning training on top of that, it just creates a really unique training scenario for someone like Mike 
and I think he likes doing this. And I think this is why you're like, it's, it's kind of fascinating because you have someone who can output at a high level in the gym and also output at a high level on a run. So how do you like, how do you balance both of those? And then how do you use, you know, maybe the, the gym training to complement the running? Cause I don't think any, like, I don't think anyone will argue that some amount of strength tra- training is a good idea for runners. Mm-hmm. Like you hear it all the time. Like you got to squat, you got to lunge, like you got to do something besides run. Um, yeah. So I don't think it's as easy as like, Oh, we backed off, you know, squats. I think what you're doing is truly like, it's pretty unique. There aren't that many people doing it. Yeah. I can think of like a couple. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if I'm going to go back to, to CrossFit. I certainly am not going to go back to like trying to make it back to the games. Cause I don't have that in me, but I might want to do some local competitions or I might just want to be competitive again or see what I can do. Um, try to hit old PRs or whatever. I'm not like ready to completely give up that strength training to yeah, that it's degree. Like, it's fun to, I, and I really it. enjoy it. Yeah. And I like the way I like having muscles. Like it just, I like the, the idea of being able to lift weights and do multiple pull-ups and like do CrossFit style workouts and things like that. So a typical week of program for, programming for me right now. And it, it's been like this for the majority of the time that I've been doing the running, but it, like, like I said, it's been tweaked a bit. So Tuesday morning, I, I'm typically running long. So this, this week I'm running 25 kilometers at the marathon goal pace. And then, um, in the afternoon, I do about an hour's worth of upper body slash erg stuff. And it involves like, it's very CrossFit. It's like, you know, chest to bar into bench press, kipping handstand pushups, kipping ring dips, um, some like sit-ups. But it's not like, you're not doing like a super high volume, like Metcon. No, like, um... You know, there's a lot of EMOMs. Like the reps are really well maintained. Yeah. I'll do like easy biking with, you know, stricturing muscle ups. Yeah. And then Wednesday is um, like a snatch day, but I never go super heavy. And they're usually, it's like usually a complex to keep the weights light. Um, I've been deadlifting moderately heavy. And then I'll usually do um, some posterior chain work so it's a 10 minute workout usually with like box jumps ghd sit-ups and then some like single leg stuff box step-ups back extensions Sorensen hold and then thursday is running again so i'll do it really depends this week's five kilometers but usually like last week was 20 kilometers slow so it really varies i think just depending on the the tuesday run and the intensity and then I'll usually do like a long 20 or 30 minute upper body based workout Thursday afternoon. Saturday, I'm running again. Friday is off, but we mountain bike on Fridays for about two or three hours. Yeah. Saturday is another um, running and it's always intervals and it's probably between like 12 and 15 or 16 kilometers. And then the afternoon is another upper body workout, just like Thursdays. And Tuesdays and then Sunday is I only do one workout and it's got some squat cleans and then the overhead squats I was talking about some 
another 10 minute workout and then, um, another 10 minute workout. So really like the volume isn't extreme. It's definitely higher than what you would see probably for people, other, maybe just like a regular person running a marathon. I have, I have a client actually who has Mike as a coach and he's running a marathon. He's not a CrossFitter and his non-running days are, you know, spin easy for 60 minutes or 30 minutes and then do some core work or single leg stuff, balance stuff. So he's not doing workouts. I'm just doing something a little different. And then Sunday we, we usually go mountain biking on Sundays as well. So that adds, adds in some volume. I think it's like, but your running volume is not super high. No, it's 40 to 50 kilometers a week. And you're running sometimes over 50, three days a week. Only three days, yeah. Which is pretty, again, comparing to like a running program, that's like not a lot of running. Yeah, so right now I'm running three days a week, mountain biking twice a week, doing three upper body workouts a week, and then two lower body workouts. So eight eight sessions programmed by Mike and then two mountain biking sessions. Yeah, and it was nine, but then like the mountain biking on Friday is a fairly consistent fixture, so. Yep, and I feel great. Like I, I feel good. It's, it doesn't ever seem like too much. And if it does, then we back off. Yeah. But, and then, so like eating wise, what's, what's been the noticeable change between like CrossFit Alex and marathon Alex? Um, I actually, I lowered my protein a little bit. What's lowered. It kind of happened naturally. Um, I was eating between 130 and 140 grams of protein and now I'm around 110 grams mm-hmm. per day. Fat stays consistent. I like to eat around 60 to 65. I would say 55 to 65. Some days it's a little on the lower side. And then my carbs vary depending on how I feel and what I have for training. So for instance, tomorrow I have 25K at marathon pace. So I'm going to eat way more carbs tonight and tomorrow uh, today just to prepare. Um, and then I'll probably actually end up eating more carbs on Wednesday as well, just because I'm usually hungrier the day after those harder runs. So what's like the, like just ballpark number, what would be like a high carb day for you? Uh, like 400. Okay. But that's not like a carb load. No. That's just like higher carbs. Yeah. Yep. And then what would be your, like your lowest carb day? I don't really dip below like 320. When I was CrossFitting, I would still be around like 300, mm-hmm. 340. Yeah. But the protein was higher. Honestly, my nutrition has never really changed that much. Yeah. I tend to always go for more carbs. And you can kind of like, you can tell when something needs to change or be added in. Yep. Yeah. Um, originally, I thought I would lose weight. Because so I'm like, I'm running more. I'm not doing as much strength training. I'll probably lose some weight. Oh, my body's going to change a lot. Hmm. It hasn't changed at all. My weight has stayed the same. What's your weight? 140. It stays around 140. And that's partially because originally I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'll lose weight. And then I didn't after like a month or so. And so I thought, okay, maybe I'll reduce my calories slightly and try to like slim down. I don't really have like fat to lose. I thought maybe if I reduced my (laughs) intake, I would just like, actually the, the number on the scale would go down which doesn't matter really, but like from a running standpoint, you'll, it'll be easier to run if you're lighter. Yeah. Like the easiest way to 
like notwithstanding training to increase your vo2 max is to like literally be smaller yeah and i was like oh i could lose five pounds and like feel a little bit better and that was difficult because i tend to get hungry very quickly and like i didn't feel good on my runs did you say hungry yeah angry hangry okay and then um I wasn't recovering. I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to eat what my body needs. And my I'm eating more. My training volume's up a little bit. My weight has stayed the same. And I feel good. Yeah. And I sometimes think like, oh, I'm big. I'm like, my upper body is big. I feel like I'm limiting my running capabilities. But there's a, a guy I follow um, on Instagram his name's Nick Bear. He owns Is it Bear or Bar? It, it's Bear. Okay. Bear Performance. B A R R E. B A R E. Oh, yeah, then definitely Bear. Yeah. Um, so he owns a supplement company. He I I can't remember. I think I, I found him when Adam Clink? Clink ran the sub five mile and back squatted five hundred pounds in one day. Yeah. And so I, I was on Adam Clink's Instagram and I saw he was running with this guy named Nick. And I'm like, who's I'm like, this guy's huge. He and is a Adam's guy. talking about how well this Nick guy runs, like how fast he is. And I'm like, how the hell does hmm. somebody who look like, looks like that run well? So I, I'm like, I go to his in- Instagram and I see this guy's trying to run a th- sub three hour marathon. And I'm like, no way. Sub three hours is fast. That's quick. Um, anyways, he did it. He ran it in 256 and change. And he, he trains a lot. He's, a, he's an ex bodybuilder, I think, but he does more just like powerlifting now, like just regular kind of strength training and then is running a ton and right. And he's actually doing Leadville 100 this weekend, which is an ultra marathon in Leadville, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. And I'm, I'm following this guy and I'm thinking like, and he even says it himself, he he gets posts and comments all the time like, hey, dude, like if you lost weight, you'd be way faster. He's like, I don't want to lose weight. Like I want to be fast, but I also want to be strong. And like that to him is, is the ultimate hybrid athlete. Yeah. And that kind of put things in perspective for me. It's like just because I'm a little bit bigger than, you know, or have more muscle than, you know, maybe than is ideal. It doesn't mean that I can't run fast. And it almost makes running fast better. Yeah. And maybe eventually if I do try to take running a little bit more seriously and speed up my times. I'll lose a little bit more weight, like slim down muscular wise. But for now, like there's no need to, to do that. Like I I like, I'm, I'm happy with my fitness and. Well, what is I like, what's ideal for you is ideal. Exactly. Just because that's not the most ideal for running or the most ideal for competing in CrossFit doesn't mean that it isn't the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and so I, you know, I, I get comments from my clients about like, oh, well, you know, like I've been, I've been doing CrossFit now for this long, or I've been running more and, you know, I, I expect to, to look a certain way. And, and I kind of fell into that, that trap, like, okay, well, I'm running more now. I should look like a runner, but it takes so long and you're going to look the way you want to look or the way that you should look for like form over function. Yeah. And it's, well, form, form follows function. And it's like you, you're a big fan of the ESPN body issue, right? You're Mm -hmm. the one who kind of introduced me to that. Like, 
as weird as it is to look at naked people's bodies, it is kind of amazing the way that sport can shape a human being. Like, because we share, most of our genes are exactly the same. But you look at a, like, like a rock climber and they're going to look a certain way compared to like a basketball player, compared to a football player, CrossFit athlete. Yeah, and it's not just the height and weight. It's just your body is different. Like you... You even look at a gym, a gymnast compared to a diver. Yeah. And their uh their sports are very they overlap in a lot of scenarios, but because the stimulus is a little bit different, they they look very different. Yeah. Um and so it just it it kind of confirmed what I tell my clients and that that is like you have to do something for a really 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 long time in order for your body to change and look the way you think it should look or the way that it's going to look at its top level of performance yeah and it, it your history is also huge so if I just start running from zero like maybe yeah I'll be a, like a like a wispy runner faster yeah. than I would you know coming off eight years of CrossFit training yeah and trying to run more yep and, and so I just thought that was interesting it was like I I look at videos and I'm like I don't know I look the same as I did four months ago you do and I mean I, I look at you every day and I think you look the same yeah um I just, I think as much as I'll, I sit here and I talk about programming, I'm certainly not the person that you want to be asking for, for advice on programming. I, I am not interested at all in like the theory behind it. And that's why I have my coach and I give my coach feedback and he adjusts training as needed, but I trust him 100% and I do exactly what he tells me to do. And I show up for training every single day and do my absolute best. Um, I never, ever, ever miss training unless I'm either injured or have a really, really good excuse for it. And um, I think that if you really, really want to achieve a goal, like that's what it takes. You just, you're disciplined. I think that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. You're disciplined to like the behaviors that will benefit you, your goals. Yeah. And I'm, as much as I'm not really interested in, in why my body's adapting <laughs> and you know what the training is. And like, I, I like, I'm like fueled by seeing the adaptation, like, like running 20 miles in May or 20 kilometers in May feels so different than running 20 kilometers last week. And that to me is like motivation to be like, what else can my body do? Yeah. Like, how much faster can I run at a lower heart rate at a faster speed in three months? Like it's so motivating to see the progression. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to switch off of like, Oh, you know, I five squatted or if I've, I front squatted five more pounds than I did last week. It's just <laughs> like, it's different and it's cool. And it's kind of neat. Like from a, <laughs> like social media is great, but it's also like, it's also really hard. And like one of the reasons I think CrossFit is so like so popular on social media is it's it's so easy to put it on social media. You're in a gym, you can set your camera up. Like you do cool stuff, you lift heavy weight, you do muscle ups, you do handstand walking over shit. Like it's it's neat to look at. Running is not that neat to look at. You can't film it cuz you don't have your phone on you. Even if you do, like what do you video? Like it's you have to like you're doing it for you. 
Yeah. And that's not to say like you can't generate content if you're a YouTuber or whatever. You can. But like, you know, if you're not a content person, super hard to put anything other than like, here's my watch. Here's what I just did for running and hope that people know enough about it to look at it and be like, wow, that's a great run. Yep. You're doing it for you. Yep. I, I like really, I just love it. I'm I'm super stoked to kind of be getting back into the swing of running and just, you know, I've always, it's always been, I feel like I'm always, I was <laughs> always going to end up here. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like that I have the background that I have and that I, my training is so diverse. I think it, it helps from, it helps to stay away from getting tired of mm -hmm. something. I think so. When you, when you're training, when you have so many different components in a week, it's like, oh, Tuesday's this, like Wednesday's going to be completely different. Yep. Um, and that's just been pretty cool and really fun. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. I wonder if after this marathon that I'll want to chase a faster time or do, do you think you'll different. go? So I was thinking about this earlier. So I, I feel like there's a few different paths you can go down as someone who's endeavors endeavors towards running. Like you can go like shorter and faster. So you can go towards the half marathon or the 10 K, but just go like painfully fast or you can go, you can stay with the marathon distance and just go faster there. So maybe you run a three, 20 this time so maybe you do try to get down to a 315 or like a sub three long term or you go and you see a lot of people now that are going towards the ultra distance running so if you had to if you had to pick between or just like what you think you'll be inclined towards whether it's like is it going shorter and faster is it just going faster on the marathon or is it going longer which which like what is it i like the marathon distance because i like the long runs but they're not like extraordinarily wrong long yeah like you're not running for like uh, like five hours or more because and, your race is actually going to be like 14 hours yeah and unless and if you're i feel like i'm not really i'm not too knowledgeable on ultra marathons or like ultra races but from my understanding is a lot of them are on trails yeah because you can't and I'm not really into trail running. What do you mean you could get into And like, it's just like, it's a little too slow. It's like mm -hmm. the pace changes. You're like walking sometimes. I know it's, it's like so hard. And that's part of the reason I'm just like, I don't know. I'd rather just like, <laughs> they have these maybe sticks. do like 50 K, but at least you're yeah. on the, on the road and you have like paces and it's flat. And I think I would end up sticking with like a, a 42 K or 50, if anything, but not shorter, but not shorter. I don't want to go shorter because <laughs> it it's hurts too painful. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the things we haven't really touched on and we'll just touch on it really quick is um, like nutrition during. So I know this has been kind of a, like you're sort of like trying a few different things out with hydration strategies and like refueling during. And I think this is a lot of people, you know, they have questions about this. Like, what do you think is, what do you think is going to be your optimal sort of refueling strategy on the day? It's been tough because I, I run like an out and back on a pathway. So the pathway is about 12 to 13 kilometers one way. So unless I have something over 20 to 22 kilometers, I'll run out and back. And 
that means no water no fluids because I don't wear one of those hip packs I tried it but it's so annoying I bring gels and I I'm kind of like a minimalist from the gel standpoint because I'm struggling with them making me feel a little bit nauseous um I also tried stopping and having a few swigs of Gatorade once on one of my super long runs like the 28 kilometer and that also made me nauseous so I'm trying to figure out um like I don't know if I drank too much but the next couple weeks are going to be really I'm going to really have to experiment with adding in more carbs more frequently and taking Gatorade in at the same intervals that I'm going to see them at the course in Chicago. Does that mean you're going to have to utilize a swag person? Yeah. <laughs> Meredith's going to have to come with me on some of those runs. On a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or I would, I would have to create like a loop or some, some sort where I'm, I'm passing the, the truck. Yeah. Um, and so I can just grab my water bottle and take a couple swigs. That's another option, but it's been difficult. Like I'm trying different flavors with the gels because you know, for a long time, I thought I really liked the vanilla ones, but then they, they really started making me nauseous. Yeah. And there were a couple of runs where I wouldn't even have the last gel. I'm like, I can make it without it because it just the thought of it. And then the gummies, I hate chewing because like you're breathing. Yeah. So that's, I just, I don't like the gummies. So I'm really, I, I tried salted chocolate, the gel the other day and it was pretty good. I've also heard, heard the Coca-Cola one is good. So I'm going to give that one a go and see. But yeah. I think I need to stick with the gels and take one gel at least every 30 minutes. Right now I'm at one every 40 minutes, which isn't ideal. But with the, I think one every 30 minutes with the Gatorade will be perfect as long as I don't get too nauseous. And then I've also been really good with electrolytes. Yeah. Like on days before and before my runs. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been an in-progress thing. Are you doing like salt sticks or? I take noon tabs. Oh, right. Okay. Which are extremely expensive, but <laughs> yeah. worth every penny. Uh, yeah. It's like when they go on that 25% off sale, you're like. <laughs> well, you bought so many of them once. And I was just like, I was literally putting them in every single like sip of water I was drinking. <laughs> um, and then I bought like the next round myself and I was like, okay, I just spent $150 on noon tabs. <laughs> But then they show up and it's so pleasing to have mm -hmm. like so many yeah. tubes. It's like an OCD thing I have. I do. I did the same with Topo Chico. I love buying things in bulk that I love. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who is interested in running a marathon or a half marathon but doesn't know where to start, what would that piece of advice be? I would recommend going on to online and finding a half marathon or a marathon program. Like they're everywhere and they're kind of all the same. There's a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people do just because you can run doesn't mean you need to be running like every single day or like for long stints. I think the run, the run walk format works really well for people run one minute, walk one minute run two minutes, walk one minute. Yeah. Don't start out too fast. I also think, and Nick bear talks about this a lot. Um, the like long, slow distance stuff is so valuable. And like, I know this now because that's all I did. That's all I ever did. I never ran fast. 
I always did five miles like without my watch and I was just like running. Yeah. I don't, I like, I, I would finish between like 40 and 45 minutes. So I was running at a decent click. Yeah. But I was never like huffing and puffing. It was like I could run for two hours if I wanted to or three hours. Yeah. You know, provided my body could hold up to the pounding. But, you know, you're running at these like lower heart rates. And um, that's so important. I think a lot of time people think I have to be able to run fast or I need to try to complete for time. And as a CrossFitter too, it's hard not to have that mindset. Yeah. But developing that aerobic base with the long, slow distance is probably pretty important. I know that much about yeah en- endurance programming in theory. And like the, the zone one training. Mm-hmm. I think if people are, are new to it and you have a Garmin watch or like something that measures your heart rate, an Apple watch does this too. It shows you what heart rate zone you're in. But we have to remember is heart rate zones, zones one through five, is not the same as training zones. Yeah. So people mix this up because it's super, it's basically impossible to stay in zone one and heart rate zone. Zone one from training is essentially uh, I see what you're saying. zone one to zone three for a lot of people. So um, if you're, you know, if you're doing zone one training, that doesn't mean you're staying in zone one heart rate. It means you're staying under an intensity that allows you to essentially continue indefinitely and you know you're there because when you're running your heart rate and you're really good at this you you see your heart rate kind of reach not a max but the max that it's going to reach during that like training intensity and then it flatlines and it stays there and you know if you're not in it when you see your heart rate reach kind of where it's going and then it just it continues to increase slowly that's too hard yeah um I think people get confused with heart rate monitors and how that works for like zone training. So I just wanted to say that as a caveat to this discussion. Um, cool. Well, I've enjoyed this. I've got to I felt like I, in. again, just talked so much. Well, this was your thing. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't bore you. Me? No, the listeners. Oh, I don't care about you. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard all of this. You were texting someone at some point. I'm like, okay, I'll get speed up. Oh no. I mean, you know, it's called multitasking. Mm -hmm. I can, I can listen and text, but, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you will put the, the link to the fundraiser, um, for team and training in the show notes. So if you haven't donated and you want to, it's there. If you have donated and you feel compelled to donate more, she won't say no. (laughs) Um, yeah. And it, it all matters. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm, I'm not the one who's really been personally affected as much, but, um, I think everyone can relate to the impact that cancer has on, uh, our lives and our loved ones. And, um, I will say this, if you, if you are inspired to run and you, you want to sign up for something, whether it's a half marathon or a full marathon, look into team and training. Because not only do you um, get a fundraise for a great cause, but you get a lot of support. So you, you'll get training plans. You'll be, you can become part of like groups, um, training groups and just like communication. And then when you get to the marathon, there's, a, there's like a dinner, a pre-night dinner. And you just get a, you know, it's just, it's a really cool community. And when you, you get a shirt and when you run the race and people see your purple and green shirt, you get some extra cheers and because people know that you're doing something a little extra special. Um, and also if you raise like a fundraising minimum, 
they pay for like a certain portion of your trip and you you get in you get into um marathons that otherwise you would have to enter into a lottery or pay the the um admission fee yeah sign up fee registration fee so it's it's i mean i'm not doing it because i'm getting my registration fee paid for but it's just a really cool a cool experience and if you're going to run the marathon anyways like it's a, it yeah involved. just do it it's super fun yeah i i think every, like i mean even if you aren't affected by blood cancer it's just like it's a really it's a really cool organization and they think they do like bike races and triathlons and stuff too they do. yeah and they do walks like light the night is some is something that they do they're involved in like ms walks mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like highly 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 recommend it yeah anything else you want to say nope this thanks for a, listening a good episode yeah we'll um we'll catch you guys on the next one